record on this computer. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Mm. Shalom, shalom. I'm still letting people in. Wonderful. Yeah. It is so awesome to mm. have you all. You all, this is our last final Heavenly Court training. But I want everybody real quick just to make sure you're on mute, please. Everyone, just make sure you're on mute. Um, Kathy Ford, I'll make you a co-host. You're there, right? I'm gonna hit yes. Uh, Ruthie, are you good to handle the, 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 uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The chat box in case anybody's yeah. chatting. Perfect. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. So this is our final heavenly court courts training. Now <laughs> I'm super excited, but when am I not? It's so funny. My buddy, I call him big brother, Terry. He calls me a jumping bean. Cause when we teach and stuff together, when I'm in person, I just jump. Like I get so excited when I'm teaching. I just like jump, leap off the ground. Cause I'm so excited. I just, I just get so excited. But um, this is the culmination of the teachings that I have been giving for the last eight Mondays. Now, there's a few things I want to stress that's important that I don't mind repeating myself. So if I sound like I'm repeating myself, it's purposeful. I find that you must say things several times for it to register and connect. And for the spirit to, uh, not the spirit, I should say the soul, the spirit gets it, but for the soul to actually connect. Remember, our spirits know everything they need to know. And that's one of the things I want folks to understand. Your spirit is already perfectly equipped with everything that you need. What you do to assist, to help your spirit, is to grow your spirit, to build your spirit, to understand how to govern with your spirit. Your spirit is a different entity than your soul. Your soul, through soul perfection, can connect with your spirit as your spirit is leading your soul in the direction that it needs to go, where your body will follow it. It's so important that you understand your three-part godhoodness. You are a god. You are a god created in Yahweh's image, in Hashalish HaKodesh's image. When you understand who you are, then your thoughts, the way that you interact with the natural as well as the supernatural as well as the kingdom realms will reflect as such. And like I've explained prior, the supernatural realm, I'm going to say supernatural because when I say supernatural realm, remember, for me specifically, I am into terminology. The supernatural realm can see who you are. In the supernatural realm is both good and evil. They can see in an instant who you are, who you're made up of. In other words, how close you are to Hashalush HaKodesh, what you walk in, the authority and power that you have. So we cannot fool anyone, okay? We can't make we we <clears throat> all right <laughs> okay even though when we were back in the church age and the, the age of the fivefold ministry folks could easily be what's the word 
convinced that because a person is moving in healings and signs and wonders and has prophetic gifts and those type of things, they must be close to God. They must be close to Hashalish HaKodesh. And we judge them according to their gifts. But it was easier for them to hide their soulishness, their character behind closed doors. I'm speaking from personal experience that I have connected with folks who people would think were mighty, mighty people in the kingdom of Yahweh. And when we got behind closed doors, they cursed like sailors. Their integrity was, they didn't have a problem lying every now and then. And there were other things and the things that they said that clearly indicated to me, what is up with this? Okay. What I love about this journey is no one can do that. Why am I saying that? Because remember, I've said this before. You cannot appoint yourself king. Does everybody understand that? You cannot say, I feel like a king, thus I am a king, and I'm going to operate like a king. If you do, you open yourself up to get either a very swift kick in the butt by Yahweh. Actually, it's better to get a kick in the butt by Yahweh than those in the supernatural realm who come from evil, who understand that you are not what you claim that you are. You understand that? When you step into the kingdom realm, we always say when you enter into the kingdom realms, you enter into Yahweh's kingdom and then descend into the supernatural should you need to. Does everybody understand that? Only upon Yahweh's permission. The reason why I'm saying this is because this is a way to keep ourselves safeguarded as mystics. A mystic, you are a mystic. It means you see the face of Yahweh. You are totally absorbed in Hashalush HaKodesh. We are mystics. We claim the word as our word. It doesn't belong to the Eastern folks. All right. And I was um, on, on the Court of Heaven page the other day. I love being on that page because it's such a full, diverse. You got folks from the church age. You got folks from the fivefold ministry. You got folks from all over the place. And when I use the term mystics, it tends to freak people out. The reason why is because they don't know who Yahweh is. Hashalush HaKodesh, they're all mystics. <laughs> okay? When you talk about trans relocation, when you talk about walking through walls, when you talk about ascending into the heavens, you are a mystic. When you talk about that you are one with your creator, which you are, by the way, do you know that? Literally, Yahweh had me see how he created me. It was almost like before I came down through the Yassad, before breath was breathed to me and the light of Ruach HaKodesh 
connected me to the, my mother's womb. He literally just kind of took me out of himself as a beam of light, kind of like that. Yeah. That's what he did. Okay. I am fully and completely made of his substance. Just did like this. And I said, Yahweh, you must have plucked me out really close to your heart because I love you. <laughs> I I just I beat with his heart. It is it is ecstasy to me. If you've ever heard of um, Justin Abraham, such such a good teaching on this. <laughs> the ecstasy and prayer of ecstasy and the levels of the depth that you could get pulled into to the point where you have no control over your body, but you are totally and completely surrendered to Yahweh. That state is called ecstasy. He talks about it. He got this from one of the uh, Catholic mystics, I believe. I can't remember which one. I can't remember it's Goyan or one of the other ones. But you first talk about, um, and I may not be saying this exactly correct, so please just go look it up. He has fantastic podcast about it. First one uh, talks about just pray. What's so interesting is the first one talks about prayer, which we used to all do. Okay, everybody, let's just get together and pray. Do you know that's not even touching the face of Yahweh? And then we get to, and we just say, you know, Lord, you know, that's great. That's fine. That's, that's fine. That's really nice. But that is just the first stage. Okay. That is just a first stage. There's a next stage that you go into in terms of intimacy that deals with um, just the, that this is the more soaking stage, the whole like um, ecclesia movement, fivefold ministry, and all that ascension and all that gets into the soaking stage, right? That's when you spend like hours. Do you know you still haven't touched the face of Yahweh? <laughs> You're just like getting started, okay? And then he talks about this contemplative state where this is when you get to the point where you're giving Yahweh full, like I said, I may not be saying this correctly. I'm saying this right now. So if you want to get the teaching, go get it. But there is four stages, if I recall. Uh, the, the third stage is this state where you are fully surrendered and you no longer have control like over your bodily functions. You're actually saying, I am fully, fully surrendering. And the last stage is the stage of ecstasy, where this is how Justin learns a lot of the stuff he learns. He actually goes to the state of ec ecstasy, where he learns everything through absorption. You don't have to pick up a book and read it. In other words, Yahweh takes him into the kingdom realms and he absorbs and downloads the things that he needs. And when Yahweh is ready, when he comes back, in other words, you, you can't even choose at that point when you come back. Yahweh chooses when to bring you back. 
but he's absorbed everything. And from there, he teaches out of that space. No, this is, this is, this is way, way, maybe way out there for y'all. But this is the Court of the Kings teaching. I'm teaching you all some very, very key mystical principles, right? Okay. Secrets are from above. You engage in the secrets from above. The mysteries of Yahweh are from the deep. Deep below. Secrets are above. As a king, your job is to search out the mysteries. Do you know that by searching out that mysteries, that automatically means you have to let go of what you know already? Otherwise, you're searching the mysteries in the confines of your own intellect. You only be able to go so far if you do that. And Yahweh will not be able to use you as much as he'd like to. So like I've said in the past, we're, I'm not going to take anyone past the court of the kings because those courts are courts I don't have permission to take anyone into those courts. So those courts are courts that you will engage with on your own. I'm believing, I really am believing that our classes that we have for the autosomes and the mobile court will be such a springboard. It will really help to take people to the next level. I, I, I really am. It's just I, Yahweh is wanting, you all know what this world is like right now, right? Yahweh is saying he needs more kings. And this is exciting because what I said was, what I meant to say was, when I was speaking to Yeshua and I was speaking to Ruach HaKadosh, guess what I'm going to legislate on? You all are going to observe. I'm going to legislate more kings on this planet. more kings yahweh wants more kings he wants you to step up to the plate and to take your rightful position as a king we all come alongside each other to learn from each other but we all are commissioned to be kings you just have to choose to be one, and you have to desire it. This is purposeful, folks. Now, I'm not saying people don't fall into the position of a king unknowingly. Yes, you can, but that's not how kings are developed. In other words, Yahweh placed on my blueprint, he said, Nina, build my kingdom which means it is something that's intentional and everything that i have stepped in whether it be our teachings from sha'ar lamed uh what this whole how this whole thing came about with these heavenly court teachings has all been the nudge of yahweh saying this is what i want you to do next that's why what we do is so anointed does everybody understand that when you're walking in your sphere of influence, when you know it's something you're supposed to do, the fruit clearly shows it. And you don't have to try and work on it. Remember, blessings follow you. 
it just automatically organically comes out of what you're doing because you're in place in time in the right season doing exactly what you're supposed to do in other words yahweh did not give me this commission a year ago it wasn't my time yet some of you all have known me for a year maybe even more we were doing ruthie and i were doing what we were supposed to be doing a year ago now we're doing what yahweh wants us to do now in step in time in season so it never pays to jump ahead of yahweh's timing and it never pays to prevent or resist is a better word. Thank you, Rara Kakadash. Resist Yahweh's timing. In other words, if he says, now is the time, jump. Do not hesitate. If you do, then you're out of season and out of step. Now, can you recover? Of course you can. But what I'm saying is, I'm not going to go into the depth of what that means if you're out of season and time, because that's not what this teaching is about. But what I am telling you is be intentional about what you're doing. Be sensitive to Ruach HaKodesh, to Hashalish HaKodesh, the Trinity, and what they want you to do so that you're in the right timing. If it seems like it's too fast, don't worry. If Yahweh has given you a mandate, and it seems like it's too quick, he will give you the ability to do what he's called for you to do. It's called faith. Right? Simple faith. Faith and trust. If there's any time for you to learn faith and trust, it is now. That's why having a relationship is the most important thing you can do. Otherwise, your soul will corrupt the communication between your spirit and what your body is supposed to do. Does everybody understand that? I'm going to say that again. It is so important that you work on your soul. Otherwise, it will corrupt the communication between your spirit and what your body is supposed to walk out and do. We're going to do a podcast on that. We haven't done it yet. We're going to. There's so many things that we see in need that are happening with our podcast, but it's fun. You're all going to be really blessed. We've got some really cool ones coming. So to, so what does it mean to be a king? The courts, heavenly court system is about governance. It is about the government of Yahweh being placed upon your shoulders. That's why he needs more kings. The heavenly court's teaching is not about only accessing the mobile court. The mobile court is for you to get the junk that's inside of you fixed. The mobile court is for you to be individually judged so you then can learn how to judge. Your learning how to judge means you understand what it means to govern. 
the governing happens in the higher courts. If you stay stuck in the mobile court, you'll only be focusing on yourself. And I think that's how this sometimes gets people focused on, let's bring in all our family members and everybody else we can think of without their permission or without guiding them through the process. And let's fix them as well. That's an improper way to govern. Being a king means governing. Governing from the sphere of influence Yahweh has given you so much so that when you speak a word, the whole environment can shift by your words because your words make room for your position. Your words make room for your position. Your words make room for your position. Your presence makes room for your position. Sometimes you don't even have to speak. You just have to be. In other words, I walk into a room. I am that I am. And I don't have to explain who I am. And people will come up to you and say, wow, you... You seem like this, you carry this, you carry that. And it's confirmed what you already know. Okay? So you are who you are. I want everybody to say that. Say, I am that I am. Now see if you got any triggers in you. <laughs> Say, I am that I am. Do you have any triggers in you? Can you say that comfortably? Say, I am a God. Do you trigger in that? If you do, you need to continue to work on who you are because Yahweh, rec Yah <laughs> Yahweh recognizes his kids. Why would Yahweh birth kids, create kids that are other than who he is? Come on now. That'll preach. Now that is something if you were in if you were in a church that had religious beliefs, they would stone you before you could, they wouldn't stone you because you would know how to disappear right in the midst of whatever they're picking up to throw at you, maybe a hymnal or whatever it is. But let me tell you something. I think right now that may not be, that may not sound so bad because everybody's looking for someone to deliver them, aren't they? Including Christians. I don't call myself a Christian. I'm a believer in the way. I am not a Christian. Christians come with a certain connotation that they have developed 
That is not something that I am. I am a believer in the way of Yeshua. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto Yahweh, but by me. Sons, we cannot be hypocrites. If we choose to be, we can't be hypocrites for long. You'll get spanked. What I'm saying is those of you that have the intent of your heart to be, become kings, you will get spanked. Guarantee. But don't be afraid about it. It's okay. Even as I continue to grow in my position of authority, in fact, the closer you get to the heart of Yahweh, the more you give him permission. <laughs> Yeshua permission, a real Kakadesh permission to slap you back in line when you step out of it. Let me tell you something. Folks have been so used to having pastors and preachers and everybody else correct them. The best person that needs to correct you is Yahweh. Because many people that are correcting you are correcting you on their own souls. When they haven't even developed their own character. So as a king, you are held to a higher responsibility. It is nothing to play with. Let me tell y'all, even when I slip or make, let's say, a, make a mistake without consciously doing it, or maybe have become a little bit cognitively lazy. Let me put it that way. I get spanked and it comes quickly. And Yeshua will say, well, you know that's what you did. That's why you got the correction. Now, do you think I argue? Really? No, I did not, because I know he's right. Now, I'm not saying you can't argue with Hashalik Shakotesh. We have our debates and things, but not when it comes to correction. For me, I don't know about anybody else. Not when it comes to correction, when I know I needed to be corrected. But I say every day, Hashalik Shakotesh, if I step out of line, feel free to correct me. And the thing is so awesome, Yeshiva says, hey, don't take yourself so seriously. <laughs> so even in the correction, you know, he's like, I love you, you know that. We're just learning some things here as we grow. We're just learning some things as we grow. So being a king is about governance, governing, staying in your lane as you govern, Stay in your lane. It doesn't matter if you're a king. It doesn't mean you can like govern over everything unless you've been given the mandate and the authority to. And let me tell you something. You really don't need to speak it. Nobody needs to know what you have governing authority over unless that's put on your mandate to share with others because you're teaching or whatever the case may be. But even then, I don't teach what I have governing authority over. Nobody really knows. Uh, some people may have an idea, but no one really knows because that's really nobody's business except between me and Yahweh. I don't need to speak about the extent to where my governing authority is. I just govern. Remember? I just 
am who I am. A true king is who they are. They don't need to speak it. They just are it and then function in it when it's their time to function in it. And just because we're kings, it doesn't mean we always have to take the front seat. In other words, it doesn't mean, well, I'm a king, so I'm going to change and shift this. No. Especially when you're among many kings. Kings work together. They work alongside each other. They instinctively know when it's time for them to work together on an issue, when it's time for them to work in their own mandates. Or maybe Yahweh has called them to converse together as kings to decide what to do. Okay? And your missions and your goal aligns. So I'm going to say this one more time. We don't promote ourselves as kings. We know we're kings because through our relationship of Hashalish HaKodesh, they've clearly made it known to us that we're kings. Every step of your spiritual level of development, you have to be cognitively aware, connected to it. This is what I'm suggesting. Now, for this time and period and age, and intentional about your progression, Yahweh is not going to force you to become a Lord. He's not going to force you to become a priest. He's not going to force you to become a king. He's not going to force you to become a developing son. You have to have that desire in your heart and act on it and, and, and work and function in it at the level where you are until it organically moves to the next level. Boom. And you just sit. You know, okay, boom. Now I am a priest. And you work in that and function in it. For me, I functioned in the, the, the level of authority I was in before I got confirmation I was in it, right? But whatever I was doing was intentional because I was seeking to progress into a deeper, intimate relationship. It's gonna happen, y'all. It's going to happen. The more your desire is to want to know the heart of Yahweh, <laughs> the closer you're going to get, the more he's going to trust you and the more he's going to promote you. It's just that simple. That's the secret. If you're seeking a position, well, Yahweh knows your heart. Why is he going to give it to you? You're seeking his heart, which then again opens up to position. So I, I want to make that clear. If I've said anything earlier that made it seem like the goal is to seek a position. No, the goal is to progress in your spiritual level of maturity. To progress in your spiritual level of maturity, that means desiring a deeper intimate walk with Hashalish HaKodesh. And in that desiring of that walk, he then promotes you to the various different levels. When you get to that spiritual level of authority, you then cognitively are aware and then you engage with what it means to be a lord what it means to be a priest what it means to be a king in other words you don't just stumble into it which like i said something many of us do that's fine you want to be intentional but your intention needs to be about desiring the heart of yahweh as you desire the heart of yahweh and he promotes you into these positions then the intention is to learn 
deeper mysteries and secrets to the heart of Yahweh and engage with him, the seven spirits of Yahweh, your governors, your tutors, the Aleph base. Uh, I could go on and on. Your heavenly angels, the beings, uh, angelic beings that are assigned to you and engage with them about what it means to function in the position that you're in. So you're not just, oh, well, I'm a king, but you don't understand what it means to function like one. Okay, again, I'm gonna say this, the heavenly courts are about governance, not just about going into courts. Now, there are many other folks who teach about various different types of courts, courts of title and deeds, courts of bonds and all of that. That's revelation that they've received. I think that's great. I don't go into that. That's not my area of, of experience. So I don't touch those things. I don't talk about those things. The courts that I talk about, the 11 courts that I talk about, which is the 11th being the mobile court, the court that's closest connected in the atmosphere, in the kingdom uh, above us, right? That is a beginner's court. The courts above it deal with your governance governing in your various different levels of spiritual authority. All right, I think I made that clear. Praise Yahweh. So with that being said, what I want to do is I am going to, and and I ask people, there's some, sometimes I ask people, you know, purposefully if they're a king. And then I proceed to have a conversation which clearly reveals if they are or not. They may know it or not. And I don't say, hey, you're not a king or you're not this. I let everybody walk their own spiritual level of authority. So if somebody claims that they're a king, but I know it in my heart, they're not walking in it. I don't bring correction unless Yahweh has me to do, but I like to at least push people to say, okay, well, talk to Yahweh about it and function out of that. If that's what you believe you are and what he's told you to be, that's function out of it. And then the fruits show it, right? The fruits will show it. Many a times Yahweh will call us kings, just like he calls us sons, like you're a king. But that doesn't mean we can function in our king kingship yet. So I want to make that clear for folks who are going to listen to this later. You may get crowned. And many a times folks are just engaging in this process they feel like I've gotten a crown, which means I'm a king. It means you're heading in that direction. You may not be functioning it yet. You can have many, many crowns. It's a way that Yahweh, I don't know for lack of a better word, marks you with some of the things that you've done. There's a crown of joy. There's a crown of sacrifice. There's a crown of, of um Oh my goodness. There's so many crowns, folks. Uh, there's a crown of um, set-apartness. I mean, there's so many crowns. Those are kind of gifts, things that you receive. Okay? But what I'm talking here is functioning at a level. Functioning at a level of lordship, priestship, kingship. And you all know, as you've listened to the other teachings, my experience at functioning in those levels. All right, so this is exciting. We're going to legislate 
let me explain to you what I mean by legislating. I think sometimes the word is used very loosely, which is fine. Folks can use it loosely, but I like, like I said, I'm specific with my words. I like to distinguish between engaging in the mobile court, legislating from your sphere of governance, and then for lack of a better word, executive orders that come from the King of Kings that come from Yahweh. It's the same as the legal justice system, the trial system, the court system, the, so let's put it this way. In America, it's the judicial branch. Then you have the legislative branch. Then you have the executive branch. Remember, what's down here is just a shadow of the kingdom of heaven. So when you go to the mobile court, it's kind of like being in the judicial branch, right? Where you're going to court, you're getting judgment and sentences, and then you're enforcing it. I differentiate this with stepping into the legislative branch where kings legislate, kings and above legislate out of governance, just like Congress does in the United States. Do you all understand the difference between the legal court system and what they do in Congress? Congress, congressional folks, create legislation. The court system creates what's called as case law. Congress creates statutory law. Case law is different than statutory law. The president creates executive orders, which is also a type of law that's followed, comes straight out of the mouth of the president in a pen. It's called an executive order that can also change things didn't have to go through Congress, didn't have to go to the judicial system. As a king, you are stepping into a higher court of governance. You're not creating case law. You're legislating. So when I say legislate, I'm talking about the legislative authority that comes through governance as a king. I did not start legislating until I got to the position of a king where Yahweh said, now I want you to legislate. He didn't tell me to legislate when I was understanding what the mobile court was and using it. But what he did do is give me judgment and sentences 
That's why the mobile court is a case-by-case -case basis. In other words, if Ruthie goes to the mobile court and gets a judgment and sentence, it is different. And she gets her judgment and sentence that may or may not work with me when I go to the mobile court because my circumstances, my DNA, my record is different than Ruthie's. However, if Ruthie and I both go to the statute book where statutes are made through congressional law, that applies to both of us and could apply to our situation that we need to govern. I'm gonna go, we're gonna go more into this when we talk about enforcing judgment and sentences and legislative decrees. For me, folks, there is a difference functioning out of two, out of the two. And when you understand the difference, you'll be more powerful in what you speak and what you do, understanding how you're functioning. Remember folks, it's not about functioning in the courts. It's about functioning in your position of authority and governance. Do you all understand the difference between the two? Because if you're stuck in just the courts, that means you're only stuck on case by case basis. You're not becoming a legislator. The way in the United States to become a legislator, you have to get elected into office. In other words, I could go to the trial court, even appellate court and speak something out. It doesn't get into the laws, <laughs> but it works for my case because the judge gave me authority and said, all right, I'm going to give you authority in, the, in that area. Now you can enforce the decree. You can enforce the JNS, the judgment and sentence. It doesn't necessarily mean it gets on the books in the statutes. Okay, so we are functioning as legislators in the governing and authority of being a king. Now, can you legislate as a priest? I don't know. Maybe you can. I'm just talking about my own experience. You all work that out with Hashulik Shakodesh. Can you legislate as a Lord? Well, I don't know. Can Lords walk into the court of the Kings? I'm going to say highly unlikely because your ability, your authority to legislate has to do with your character. Yahweh doesn't want someone whose soul hasn't gotten to the point where they're working out of Yahweh's heart and not their own. Otherwise folks will be legislating all kinds of things that comes out of their soul. Yahweh doesn't need that, okay? That's not helping anybody. That's just causing chaos and confusion on the planet, okay? Which is why when somebody says, oh, um, can I legislate over a country? I'm like, you wouldn't be asking that question. You would know your authority and power if you could legislate. You wouldn't be asking it, you'd be doing it. Remember, I am that I am. So that's a clear sign, the answer's no. Got it, okay? All right, so, Let's go to the court of the kings. We're gonna to go to the court of the kings. We're gonna enter into the, the throne of grace. Then we're gonna to go to the court of the kings. You all are just going to observe. Tell me what you see. You're just going to observe as we go from court to court. And then we enforce it. I'm gonna enforce it. Now this, I'm gonna, I'm going to do this. I want you all to observe. Okay, that's all I want you to do. Just observe. It's best to get 
what's happening by just observing. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. Just observe as I go through the process. That sound good? And then when that's done, we'll have a question and answer session. I want to make sure when I open it up for the question and answer session, each person, a new person has one question. One question. So we can get as many questions in before I have to jump off. I've got a Discord session tonight in an hour, okay? Just wanna tell you how much I love you. I appreciate you all coming on here. I have no doubt that there are kings being developed among us already. You all are all lords. You all said that you stepped on your mountain as a lord, okay? I have no doubt there are priests among us already and there are folks that are soon if have, have, have not already stepped into their kingship, okay? All right. On my mark, one, two, three, I want you to turn the intent of your heart to the throne of grace. One, two, three. Let's bow as kings should. cast our crowns <laughs> at the throne of grace. We honor you. We love you. May you be glorified forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Oh, wow. We celebrate you. Hashlush HaKodesh, I want to personally invite you on this journey with us. Please engage with us in this process. <laughs> we love having you around us anyways. We know you already live on the inside of us, around us, above us, below us, all through us. We feel your vibration, frequency, and sound. We hear your heartbeat. We are absorbed by your love. Change us, transform us. We willingly give ourselves to you. We are here to let you know this is a desire of our heart as we function out of our legislative authority. The government, may your government rest upon our shoulders in your timing when it is your desire and your will. We surrender. Thank you for coming along with us on this journey as we legislate. Take a moment to walk towards the throne of grace 
up the stairs and into the being of Yahweh. He's big enough. <laughs> He's certainly big enough to hold us all. I'm just chuckling. He's so funny. I love him. And just step into who he is. And then on one, two, three, I want you to turn the intent of your heart to the court of the kings and step in. Now, if you don't see anything, that's okay. This is being recorded. You can go back to this and listen to it over and over again. You will see and get a better understanding when you are ready. One, two, three, turn your heart to the court of the kings and step in. Now you'll see there's a place like a gallery. I want you to walk to the gallery and have a seat. Okay. Take a moment to observe how the Court of the Kings looks. I'm going to let you do that for just a moment. What do you see? What do you hear? This is the place where I have been taught legislation begins in the court of the kings. Why in the court of the kings? Because in the court of the kings, you have the authority to legislate. You legislate with the position that's been given to you, which is very different than speaking and decreeing from a position that's not a position of a king. The authority and power that comes behind the force of a king is different than the authority and power that comes behind the force of a priest or a lord. The authority and the power of a developing son and a son bring a different level, a greater level of authority and power than a king. But in the court of the kings, is the court where kings dwell, where kings enter in, forming the legislative branch. And what's legislated here can be used by anyone as the legislation is placed in the court of the scribes can be accessed and used by anyone. Doesn't matter their level of spiritual authority. 
in the court of the kings, there is a bench. You can see and look how the bench looks. But I walk over to the bench and I sit down. On the bench, there's always a scroll, a living scroll, a scroll that speaks, a scroll that absorbs what I say. The letters are written thereon. And as the scroll opens up, what I speak out of Ruach HaKodesh speaking through me, the heart of Yahweh. This is the beginning of legislation. Many times when I come in to legislate, I have an idea of what I want to legislate, but I do not have the words. They have not formed yet. So that I may be used, I allow myself to be used by Ruach HaKodesh in my speaking, in my legislating. Sometimes I have a greater idea of what I want to say, even in that, what tends to come out is whatever Ruach HaKodesh wants me to say at that moment. I prefer that because then I know it will come to pass and I have no doubt. And so as the scroll opens up, I speak. Sometimes I speak from a court case that has been done that I could hook a legislation to. Interestingly enough, or I just come and speak of the authority that has been given to me through kingship. Nevertheless, I am utilizing the legislative branch to legislate. Today, July the 13th, 2020 from the heavenly court trainings session number eight as the authority given to me in my kingship I decree and declare the heart of the father May his intentions be made known here. And everyone that seeks to journey on the path of sonship be anointed in the position and authority as king. For thus saith the Lord, you were birthed out of my womb. My intention has always been that you are my child. And in that, you do the things that I do. You say the things that I say. And you bring my government and my power, my laws, my statutes, and my precepts to pass. Is it not too hard for you to understand who you are? and who I have made you to be. Step up 
into your level of authority. Do not hesitate, for I have brought those who will teach you. They will come alongside you and give you my secrets. They will reveal to you my truths. And as you honor them, and you choose with every desire in your heart to know me more, to love me as much as I love you, you will be rewarded for your diligence. There is not one sacrifice that you make that goes unnoticed by me, saith the Lord. For I love you with an everlasting love. And I make a call today. Let it be known here and throughout the universe that my sons will grow in their spiritual level of authority. I will seek them out in all of the places. Not one will be hidden but now is the time to step into your authority and the power that I have ordained for you from the beginning. You must choose. The choice is yours. I give you that choice today. May it be decreed and declared. Thus saith the Lord. Now I will take what I have just spoken. I roll up the scroll. I step away from the bench. One, two, Three, I want you to turn your intent to the court of the chancellors because that's the court we're going into next. One, two, three. Turn the intent of your heart to the court of the chancellors and step in. I'm going to give you a moment to observe the court and what it looks like, there'll be a gallery there, a place for you to sit. Have your seat and look around. On the court of the chancellors, this is the place where, as a king, you still have to have your seal and authority of the kingdom of heaven. Now, this comes with stepping into the court of the chancellors, where you get the seal of the lion, the ox, the eagle, and the man on your scroll. You can imagine the significance of doing a legislation where you have the seal of the lion, the ox, and the eagle, and the man from the chancellors who sit at a bench. So 
take a chance to see. And yes, sometimes there are human beings as chancellors. Sometimes they're the chancellors who are the sons of God, the first that come from first creation, where they have engaged with our process and what we do here on earth. So I'm walking up to the chancellor's bench and I have the scroll there. Many a times I see the scroll right now, I see it burning and it's on fire. And I wait for the stamps of lion, ox, eagle, man on the scroll so that I know I have the authority and power now to enforce the legislation that's been given. Take a moment and see the scroll being sealed. Lion, ox, eagle, man. Okay, from the chancellor's court, we're going to turn the intent of our heart to the court of the scribes. This is the court where we will record, I should say, place in the statutes or an area in the statutes in the court of the scribes, this legislation that has just been done, which can be used by anyone now to enforce kingship and the governance from thus saith the Lord, from the words of thus saith the Lord, that's been officially written, sealed by the court of the scribes. One, two, three, turn the intent of your heart to the court of the scribes and step in. I'll give you a moment to see what it looks like. We've talked about this court before, so this is familiar with you. You should be familiar with this court talked about it in the other teachings. See if you can see anything more than you've seen before. I'm walking over to an area Specifically, oh wow, I didn't even know this until now. <laughs> I have an area where there's my legislation. That's really cool. <laughs> it's like Mina's legislation. Just saw that. Uh, we're gonna put this one in that category. I'm gonna put that there with the other things that I've legislated. Court of the Scribes is a place that records everything. Scribes are everywhere. I've done engagement activities where we've engaged with scribes. It's described right now that's in your presence. Writing down what you're observing and learning. What's written down also, too, holds you accountable to the knowledge and the information that you know. <laughs> if you don't remember, engage with the court of the scribes. It's a beautiful court. The more I go, the more I get to see. Now we're going to go from the court of the scribes to the court of war and strategy. In that courtroom, it's a court where angelic beings and heavenly beings are there positioned to give me strategies and keys as to how to enforce the legislation that I just did. 
I'd love to hear from some of you all as well. You can engage with the beings in that courtroom. One, two, three, as we step in, step in. I'll give you a moment to take a look to see how the courtroom looks. I love the way the Court of Orange strategy looks. It's a very, very busy place, as well as the Court of the Angels, which we'll be heading to next. Did you all get any strategies on to how to enforce this legislation? I did. Now let's turn the intent of our heart to the court of the angels. Beautiful place. I love going in this place. One, two, three, step in. Now you're in the court of the angels. This is the progression I do when I legislate. First start off with the court of the kings, then into the court of the chancellors for the seal, into the court of the scribes to put the legislation in the statutes into the court of war and strategy to get the strategy on how to enforce into the court of the angels now to get volunteers from the angelic host heavenly beings that would like to help enforce this legislation throughout the planet that they may go throughout sun's kings may go throughout the entire cosmos what does the court of angels look like for you i'll give you a moment In this court, you can pick up legions of angels. So you not only enforce the decree with your mouth, you have the angelic hosts helping you, beings and angels helping you enforce the decree. I'll show you how to do that in a moment. Okay. One, two, three. I want you to the, turn the intent of your heart to the... the Earth's atmosphere, in other words, I want you to step into the stars around the planet, okay? Take your position wherever you feel led. And watch me as I speak. Now, decree and declare what has already been legislated in the authority and power sealed by the Chancellor's Court, which is in the Court of the Scribes, with angelic beings who are behind me that will enforce what I decree and declare with the strategy given to me by 
the court of war and strategy. In all this legislative process, not one time did I go into the mobile court because I didn't need to. I'm specifically legislating at this point. And been, I have been given a mandate and authority to do so. Step out in Earth's atmosphere. As I speak, you're going to see, well, I won't tell you what you're going to see because I'd like to hear what you see. But I'm going to speak now. The vibration frequency and sound of my voice is going to carry a weight and authority that reaches throughout the planet. I speak by the authority given to me as king from the legislation just written and codified in the court of the scribes. Sons of Yahweh, hear my voice. Step up to whom you were called to be. Do not let fear, do not let what other people think about you get in the way. Yahweh is calling you today, right now, as you hear the sound of my voice. Angelic hosts angelic beings, heavenly beings, run swiftly all throughout the planet. Touch every heart with the fireball of Yahweh, that their souls may be awakened to what their spirit already knows. Take out the fear of who others may think they are. Help them to be bold. Speak to them in their dreams. Give them visions. Speak to them through their visions. Show them, reveal to them who they are. Uncover every, every individual. Let them know the battle is now. The war is now, and Yahweh needs their help. Go swiftly. I thank you and I honor you, heavenly hosts, for working in conjunction with me, bringing Yahweh's will to pass. One, two, three. I want you to turn the intent of your heart to the throne of grace. Bow, we love you, Yahweh. We adore you. Thank you, Hashalush HaKodesh, for being with us every step of the way. Revealing to us, showing us your truth allowing me to be used as an instrument of your voice. My love for you, our love for you is eternal.
turn the intent of your heart back to the class. Okay, it's time for discussion. Anybody has anything? I know, folks. Are <laughs> that was very powerful. Oh. It wasn't practice. Can you hear me? I can. Go for it. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, do, you, do you have a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, um, I feel the way of that encounter after you decreed over you know, after seeing the angels and everything you were decreeing. Yes. So, yeah. I let every, anybody talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who has a question? Does anybody have a question? I felt it too. I'm amazed sometimes the things that come out of my mouth. You know, everything that I said in that, le in that legislation was totally um, from the voice of Yahweh. I didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't even know what I was going to legislate until... I laid down to just take a little nap today. I like to commute a lot before I go on. So anybody has a question? I do. Yes. This is Diana. Yes, Diana. My pictures, my video's not showing, but um, okay. when you mentioned about the chancellor mm -hmm. and you said there is a first creation, does first creation look like second creation? And does first creation actually participate during you know when Adam and Eve were on earth that's a really good question but that opens up a huge discussion that I couldn't possibly answer um, in this setting so what I'm going to do is lead you to some teachings with um, Uncle Ian from his website which I learned a lot about first and second creation from him First and second creation. First creation is not this creation. First creation is Genesis 1. Second creation is Genesis 2-4. We come from second creation, which is Genesis 2-4, which were created out of the breath of Yahweh. Genesis 1, Yahweh spoke and creation appeared. There's a difference between speaking and creation and appearing and then breathing into the form of us, which is why we have Hashalish HaKodesh living on the inside of us, where the chancellors were spoken into existence, close, more similar to the angels that are spoken into existence, or even the eyes of Yahweh, that glance and glare and creation. The Zohar talks about Yahweh from the light of his eyes, uh, creating the uh, angelic canopy that I talk about out of rocks. It's, it's it's really amazing. But those are secrets and mysteries that he's beginning to open and reveal to us. So Uncle Ian has a teaching um, on his Son of Thunder website. Just go to sonofthunder.org. Mercy. Uh, I can look at it real quick. And he has a teaching called First Creation, Second Creation. It'll go more in detail into what I'm telling you. Okay. Yes, sonofthunder.org. S-O-N-O-F. T-H-U-N-D-E-R dot O-R-G. Just look for anything that talks about creation. It is, it, there's a lot. 
that goes that's involved with that. Okay. Nina, I was going to tell you that before you had mentioned when we were in the court of scribes uh, that you saw your legislation. Before you said that, I saw your picture on the wall with your scribe and with your scroll underneath it, and it seemed to me like there was others that were on the walls also, and they kind of changed depending upon who comes in. That's awesome. <laughs> That is wonderful. I love hearing stuff like this because sometimes I'm so, I'd be honest, I'm so focused on the business that I'm doing that I don't necessarily take the time to just observe and sit because usually I'm going there because I'm doing something. That's wonderful, Diana. That's really, really cool. I am honored and proud to, to be there. Very proud. Very proud. Wonderful. Who's next? Can I just share? Um... Yes. I actually, you know, the scripture in Ephesians 6 where it says take up the whole armour of God, mm-hmm. I actually was transformed. I, I actually feel like I'm a completely different person. So as you were decreeing um, our authority, I was wearing all this, it was, it was actually armour, but I was, I was getting all this authority through that scripture. It was like that scripture came alive. And I am... I'm in awe. Oh, wow. <laughs> literally, literally just, I was just standing there and somebody typed, they saw lightning, I saw lightning, but then I saw, um, I'm asking a question here. So is it, is it appropriate for me to see? Um, it's not, I could just see like there were shadows or light, light visions of myself, like, um, vibrating back and forth as yes. the armor was coming on. <laughs> yes, you wow. can, the, the the legislation itself was to awaken the sons to their position and authority. That's what was happening. You were Amen. totally um, vibing with that. But you right. see the power when you speak, and the power and authority that comes behind it when you've had it confirmed through yes. all the channels. So I'm not saying this to be strict and say, well, you have to do it this way. But what I'm saying is this is what I've been taught. And this mm-hmm. is what I've been taught and why I know what I do is effective. Does that make sense? I don't have any doubt, folks. So when I speak with my authority, I knew it. I saw the angels, the heavenly beings. I saw them doing what Yahweh has called for them to do, using me as the instrument and the voice. It is powerful. I don't even need to tell you. You could feel. I felt it myself as I was speaking. It was vibrating in my own body. The words that I was speaking. Nina. Yes. Did you um when you were speaking? Did you purposely have a vibration coming after your voice? I don't purposely. Uh, I mean, is there an were you, using some, were you using some kind of um, oh. instrument to make your voice vibrate? No. Are you serious? Because I could hear your, I could hear when you were speaking, I could hear the vibrations. And I thought she must have some kind of generator no. or voice something. <laughs> no. But it, it sounded like you were, um, um, I can't even describe it. It was like like that you know 
<laughs> but you know, with uh, awesome, sis. Yeah, are you no. sure you don't have something? I could hear it. I promise. I okay. Promise. I was like, wow. Okay. No, no I don't have anything. Well, I just huh. no. Yeah, um, I would like to share. Claire, Why Claire, I gotta get one. Claire, I got. I gotta get yes. another person you shared before. I love you, sis. I'll let you share, but let me get somebody new just in case, okay? Anybody Hi, else? Sir. Yes. Nina. Okay, I heard two people. Let me get Jessica first, then you, Shirley. Jessica. Okay. Um, when you were like, I have a, I have an actual question, um, because I'm not sure of what I was like of what I was seeing because I've seen this before when we answered into the court of the chancellors. And while you were speaking, I felt like I, I felt that vibration and it literally penetrated my heart. Like I felt it on a physical level. Yes. But as far as entering the court of the chancellors, I, I last time we were in the courts, I saw these beings and they were they were like blue, like the light around them was blue and white. Like I couldn't. And then today, like I saw, I saw a beings that look like that again, but they didn't. They don't have facial features to me, and I'm over here like, "What are you?" And then I got scared. <laughs> My soul told me to get out of there, so I kind of ran. <laughs> but don't let your soul get you scared about this process. Actually, the sons of Yahweh, the sons of God, are blue in their hue. The chancellors are blue in their hue. If you so don't. I was actual sons of, okay yes if you don't see facial features it's okay remember the more you visit the more you get to know who they are the more clear everything becomes you don't have to see everything clear right away okay yeah okay sweet thank you Shirley yes I just want to confirm what everybody was saying I felt the vibration it was just vibrating through my being and um I didn't see a whole lot in the courts, but as you were speaking, I was I, I could picture it, and it was just like it was just even as you were speaking, it was just going out into the atmosphere. I just want to say that I I just it kind of jolted me into an awakening that it it, it was just amazing. Awesome! Yes, that was the purpose. <laughs> and I know that I have to go back and keep practicing. And keep going into the mobile courts and have some blockages removed. So yes. that's, that's what I'm going to do. Yes. Again, if anybody's interested in joining us on our six weeks journey of AutoZones and uh, mobile court, please do. We will be engaging in the AutoZone. So you'll get an idea of which AutoZones you need to address. And then the next class after that will be the mobile court. And you will take it in. So it's hands-on practice for six weeks. Once a week, every Shabbat, both classes are kind of back to back with 30 minutes in between. So we're really excited I'd about that. Up. Please, please do. You can sign up at um, shaarlamed.org. So S-H-A-A-R-L-A-M-E-D.org. Look for the tuition link. Just click on the tuition link. It's $60. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. It's 60 bucks. And $30 per class. I mean, you really can't. I mean, I, I just know that place. It's going to be anointed. All right. Um, thank you, Shirley. Who else is next? Somebody I haven't heard from yet. Me. Uh, yes, C. That's all I can see. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, I want to share this with you. 
Yes. Um, when you were speaking, I saw fire coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. fire went around the universe. Mm -hmm. And then I saw when you said to go into the, the with the angels, mm -hmm. um, I had the same thing on. I had the, the armor on and they gave me a sword, but the mm -hmm. sword was the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I went and legislate around the countries. And all of a sudden the angels came and said, come, let me show you your universe, mm. your own planet. Mm. And I went in the planets, and one of the planets had people on it. And I was like, whoa, this is not Earth. This is somewhere else. <laughs> There's plenty of planets and galaxies yes. for us to engage with. Awesome. Thank and, you. And then I went on the moon. Awesome. Uh, I was on the moon. And then you started speaking, and I just saw the fire all around. It was just awesome. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Who's next? There was someone to else. Say, Joy. I just want yes. I just wanted to say uh, when you said step up, I felt like a jolt in my body, and also like a horn, like a trumpet, kind of like a horn when you said step up. I just wanted to share that, but it was very exciting. Thank That's you. That's so wonderful, Joy. <laughs> uh, you know what? You all can participate in what I just enforced, actually, by taking this podcast or this video mm -hmm. link and sending mm -hmm. it to all the folks that you know. Get them okay. to listen to these Heavenly Court teachings, you all. It, it, I know it's already transforming the planet, but it will do yes. so in a more major way. And we've got about right now... 58 folks, so if there's folks who will be listening, I want you to send it, everybody that you know. In fact, this is a great homework assignment. Engage with the heart of Yahweh and ask him, who can you send this to? What groups that you know that are just stepping in? A lot of folks who are into the courts, the mobile courts, will mm -hmm. understand more because they'll know the mobile courts and the lower courts aren't enough. They'll find that they want to, they, they naturally want to learn how to govern, right? So right. talk to the heart of Yahweh and see where he wants you to spread this because then you'll also be part of enforcing what he wants and what he's calling us to do. Thank you, Joy. That's amazing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Megan, I saw that your phone was off like you wanted to speak. I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but are you there? Did you want to say something or no? I am here. I'm here. I'm sorry. I haven't got my video on because I'm actually trying to have a shower and get out. Do no that. worries. <laughs> Were you going to say something? <laughs> yeah, I did. I had a question. But I first wanted to say thank you. I felt like um, once upon a time our family did a big tour through Parliament House in Australia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We had a tour guide who was lovely. She was a lovely tour guide. And I just felt like I was doing a heavenly tour with you. So thank you very much for... <laughs> taking us through it was great i love it <laughs> awesome that is really good oh. so, so um my question is um uh, a couple of weeks ago i um was doing an ascension just hanging out with yeshua mm -hmm. and he took me to a planet that looked really dark mm -hmm. um and i I had no idea what was happening, but he started digging 
And so I started digging with him and we dug up like jewels, really, really beautiful jewels. And he made it like a crown for me and mm -hmm. some jewellery. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if that was kind of like him wanting to make me a king. Is that possible? Anything is possible on this journey, sis. <laughs> what I would say is in your time of quietness, just ask. Just get confirmation oh. from him. Many times he will... Mm -hmm. Yes. Many times. Sorry. Oh, no worries. Did you want to add something? <laughs> no, I just said that's a good idea. You keep going. Okay. Yeah. Many times he'll confirm in the natural as well. You'll get several confirmations, but you'll know without a doubt. You won't be like, am I a king? I'm not sure. Am I? Like, you yeah. know, because you don't want to function out of, well, maybe I'm a king. Maybe I'm not. You're, you're, your decree, the, the power and authority of my decree, I want you all to understand this, and what I made was as effective as my knowing and understanding who I am, remember? So if someone is voicing or saying something as a king, but they don't have 100% confirmation yet, it will not carry the same force. So you all felt the force of the surety that I have in the position that I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to go to, yes, Megan, really quick. I want to go to Jeanette. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I felt like I stayed on that planet and he wanted me to bring healing to the planet and bring it alive. So yes. I feel like I'm responsible for that planet. So I feel like that's the beginning of me stepping into more responsibility. I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because I want to tell you, <laughs> Megan, you and many, many, many of us are called to the cosmos. Okay, so I've heard from you. I've heard from some other people. I won't mention because they may not want to, who knows? They may want to talk about it, they may not. But um, it's good that you're talking about that. I want you all to know you all may be assigned planets, depending on you. The planet is just one planet, right? And then you've got galaxies with many planets in them and moons and stars and whatever. So you also may be assigned to that. So continue to walk in that, Megan. And as you do, and you get more understanding and Yahweh shows you more, he will show you your sphere of influence and where you need to govern over. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome, sis. Jeanette. Yeah. I just wanted to comment um, throughout the eight weeks as we've been going, learning about the courts and going through the courts. Uh, it's, becoming much easier for me to visualize mm -hmm. and I'm just so mm -hmm. grateful for that and then um, I also wanted to confirm also that I felt the frequency of what you were speaking Nina yes um, first it was like a, a, a tremendous stirring in my stomach area <laughs> it came up to my throat and then oh. it was like it went down my spine and my heart rate is still up I mean, it's like, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So anyway, <laughs> I will continue to press in. <laughs> Praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. Anyone else? That's wonderful. One more? Yes. And I'm going to get, I want to get Rebecca too, but make sure, try to keep your comments as, as far as you can, you all, as short as possible so we can get some more folks in. Yes. Come on, sis. Ruth. Okay, uh, two years ago when I was trying to, uh, you know, uh, get into a higher level of uh, 
uh, sonship. So while I was doing the meditation with Dr. O taught us, I was taken into uh, a place where I don't even know where I am. So uh, then when I slept that night, my, I think my spirit just went up, went out mm. of this earth. And I saw a ball of fire. I saw the stars, the moon. I saw just fire all over, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. where do you think I would have gone to? You, you are, when, when Yahweh is taking anyone into the cosmos, he's showing you, um, he's showing you the things that you soon will engage with, but you just have to talk to him as to when you're ready, what are the stages and then what you're supposed to do. For example, if he starts showing you the picture of the earth or showing you the picture of other planets or, you know, your questions just should simply be out of the heart of Yahweh. Yahweh, do you just want me to steward this? Maybe it's a planet he wants you to hold in your heart because eventually you'll be ministering to those beings that are on that planet. I do believe that there are other planets in the cosmos that do not know of him yet. And part of our, people think of evangelism like we're only supposed to evangelize those on this earth. You all know we've got a whole cosmos to evangelize. There's other beings that everybody in the cosmos knows who Yahweh is. Why? Because sin, sin has stretched its way into the cosmos and has also created uh, a cloud, so to speak. I don't want to use a cloud. It has created evil and chaos in other areas. And it is up to us as the sons of Yahweh to bring that, to bring them into the light. So what I would say to you, Ruth, and some of the other folks who are visiting planets and seeing them, start off with understanding what your governance, what your authority is, stay within it. And as you grow spiritually and mature, he will reveal to you more and more what you are supposed to do. Some of you all may go to planets where it's just practice, where you're just looking at things and you're just practicing. It's also practicing terraforming and creating. That may be a platform that's for you too. But what's for you is for you. You will get an understanding of it as you continually to walk in it and mature in it. Okay? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Rebecca. Right. I just want to agree with when you were speaking. Yes, fire was coming and there was vibration. Now the angels had little fire in their hand and they were tapping shoulders saying it's time. And I was saying me, they think you, but you're right. I think you just give me my, just give me, give me the fire and I can feel the heat. So yes, but they were literally like, you can see them just zoom going and yep. really like touching. Yep. tapping people yes <laughs> yes Ooh, i'm excited to see how this thing's gonna spread i'm so excited to see anyone else yes randy i'll go to randy then i'll go to you liz i saw randy wave i'll go to you next i just thought it was interesting as i was uh watching you uh above the earth decreeing you know your legislation um some of the words you were saying were words that I heard earlier today when I was uh, seeking his his uh, input on what I was supposed to speak at church here in a few weeks. And the uh, pastor's going out of town and asked me to fill in on a Sunday. Oh, wow. So th- those same words that I heard earlier today were coming out of your mouth and I saw you up there speaking him and then I saw myself down there receiving him when the form of, of the angels that were being dispatched when you spoke were standing around me. So I, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Amazing, bro. Yeah. 
it might have something to do with what we were talking about her, um, you know, last week when we talked. So mm -hmm. it was interesting. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> awesome, Randy. <laughs> that is so awesome. Liz. Yeah, Nina, thanks. Um, I just had a question. Mm -hmm. And my question is, you know, you mentioned like start sharing them with people so they can start entering in. Like, is there any child of God that is saved and born again can step in and become a Lord or they still have to yes. go through a process of learning? or, you know, how does that all work? I mean, I, you know, we do need to train them how to go in and all that, but um, do they enter in as a Lord, even though they may not have a whole lot of maturity and does, you know, do they still get trained to the process of growing into their character still in that realm? Or yes. is that something that really should be developing before they step in and engage in all this? That, oh that's my, my goodness, question. Liz. That's an excellent question. You rock, girl. <laughs> so, trying. Yahweh definitely wanted me to talk about that because you hit something in me. That's something I definitely need to talk about. The answer is yes. A, a believer, someone can come to the salvation of Yeshua and immediately step in as a Lord because the Lord is the training. The Lord is the baby step. I don't know what else to say. And I know the name Lord. Isn't that awesome as a baby? You can be a Lord. <laughs> but because, Liz, the first function of a Lord is complete and total surrender. You see? So anyone can step in as a baby Christian, just sanctify, accepting Yeshua and say, I want to be a Lord. But the first step is to step aside, not take your seat and to fully surrender under the Lordship of Yeshua. Can I tell you, there are many of the most mature Christians out there who haven't even done that. Yeah. The most powerful pastors and ministers that you can think of now that have huge ministries haven't even done that. Wow. Fully surrendered as a Lord. And soon those ministry of, oh, man, the spirit of prophecy is coming on me, but I need to say it. Come on. I'm going to say this. This is a serious thing. I'm not taking this lightly. Soon, you will see those ministries will fall. Wow. And Yahweh will say, no more will you be able to function in the way that you function because my grace is going to be lifted away from you. Because he's saying right now to me, that there needs to be a distinction between who are really mine and who are not. So much of the planet has confused Christianity and with thinking that's who I am. I must make a distinction between the two, which is why I'm telling folks, if they're not willing and don't want to come on this sonship journey, that's fine, but they will not be the ones that will be carrying the charge. And soon, saith the Lord, there is going to be a difference and the world will see who his sons really are. Even the most babies of Lord will have more weight and authority to those who have been in ministry all of their lives and have chosen not to surrender their hearts to Yahweh. 
That's awesome. So that's why I've got these teachings, the Heavenly Court training teachings, where they can learn. The most babyest person can learn through the teachings how to, foundational stuff. Um, and then you all can go into the secrets and mysteries and what Yahweh has. You can go deeper and deeper and deeper on your own, but you'll have the foundation, foundations, that a solid foundation, which is built upon an intimacy with Hashalish HaKodesh. Okay. Nina? Yes. Mm. Uh, just really quick. I, it, when we're in the courts, I saw you as an extremely tall person. And I didn't, I don't know how tall you are in the natural, but you were extremely tall in the courts. <laughs> Thank you. I'm five, seven and a half in the natural. I'm pretty sure I'd be a little bit taller than that in the courts. But <laughs> who's next? Someone I haven't heard from? Yeah, me. Yes, Kathleen. Um, I'm glad Liz brought up the question about uh, being a Lord. I just wanted to enlarge on that. Um, as a Lord, um, must you have dealt with your autosomes and de dealt with all your junk, etc., first before you can um, work? No. No. Okay. You're in that process as a Lord. Part of your surrendering, the Lord process is working on your so fully surrendering and working on yourself which has to do with dealing with the mobile core cleansing okay. your gaze cleaning out your autosomes all of that is part of your lordship mm. as effective as you are in that process will show how effective you are in moving in your spiritual level of authority remember folks there's no shortcuts with this no shortcuts, which means your authority and power comes. Like I said, it circles us back to the beginning. Everyone in the supernatural realm can tell the authority and power that you have. The more you clean out your platforms, the more they see no blemishes. Oh boy, the more they know that you can wield a heavier sword. Make sense? So the Lord process is that process because being a priest means you've got the heart of Yahweh. You're ministering to him, which then is a reflection to the earth of who Yahweh is. It's, it's difficult to minister to him when you haven't quite dealt with some of your own things. I'm not, please, please, please don't get this to say that I'm saying you have to be perfect. You do not. I am a king still working on my soul perfection. Do you understand that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so okay. it's not about being perfect, but it's about growing in your level of spiritual maturity and Yahweh saying, okay, where you are right now, I'm going to promote you to the next level. Even though I know you still got things to work on, but I'm trusting you more and more. Make sense? As long as you're on the journey, you're going Boom. there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is when you were uh, legislating, uh, I don't know what uh, if it has anything to do with what you were legislating on, but I was seeing uh, people either uh, people on the ground, um, either wounded or dead. So I don't know what that is about. Actually, no. that's interesting. That's not coming to me. I would probably have to seek the heart of Yahweh, but what I'm sensing right now, the people that you saw, 
that could have been equated to what I just said about churches? I thought that when you said that, and when you said that earlier on, that's what was coming to my mind. Right. Yes. That's, that's what I'm equating that to. Remember, yes. when you see symbols and things, it doesn't mean the actual thing. Many times you have to look at the function yeah. of it and what Yahweh is. I love like dream interpretation and stuff like that. Y'all should love it too. As kings, you should love interpreting and delving into the deep mysteries. Mm. Okay? But yeah. um, the more you do it, the more you'll have an understanding. So when things come, you don't necessarily have to ask a person, well, what does this mean? What does that mean? You've gone through the practice of understanding the mysteries and the secrets yourself out of an intimate relationship with Hashlish HaKodesh. But to be honest, Kathleen, when you said that, that's the first thing that came to my yeah. mind. Well, okay, so I asked you the question, but while you were saying that about the falling, um, you know, the churches and the institutions being taken down, that's what came to my mind. Yeah, that's great confirmation. So, confirms it. Confirms so we're, it. we're vibing together. We're confirming. That's yeah. how it works. We're confirming together. And I had no idea I was going to say that, by the way. That just kind of came. And I wondered to myself, I wonder should I speak this out or not, or does it sound a bit off? But anyway, I spoke it out. Which I loved it, because if you hadn't spoken it out, mm. I wouldn't have. I want you all, this is going to end soon, but I, I'm, I'm really blessed by Yahweh, by this teaching i would love to hear from you about what you saw uh, but get used to speaking things i want you all to get used to having yeah. your voice heard and speaking things because yahweh needs you as a king a king's not afraid to speak now a king just doesn't run his or her mouth that's not what i mean what i mean mm -hmm. is when it's time to speak a king is not afraid to speak you understand so my email address if you all want to send me your uh you know, your testimonies, it's my email address is Nina Lynn Hayden, N-I-N-A-L-Y-N-N-H-A-Y-D-E-N at hotmail.com. And I'd love to, if I haven't heard from you yet, I'd love to hear from you. I try not to talk a lot because I want to hear from y'all, but sometimes there's mm -hmm. stuff I got to get out. But anyways, thank you so much, Kathleen. Next, anybody next? Nina? Yes. I'll share. Yes. Um... I just wanted to like share one thing that I saw when you said to step into the stars what I saw was like my clothes were like um it was like fire kind of like fiery light I guess and I was seeing myself from behind and it was like there was a cross and these um it was almost like radiating vibration light from my essence almost I don't know if that would be like what I I don't know what that is but that's who is it he's showing me who i am yes <laughs> yes sis he's showing you who you are when you all see yourself in the cosmos when you see yourself as light as fire remember you have several different bodies you got your natural you got your carnal body you got your natural body you got your spirit body you have your terrestrial body you have your celestial body uh you've got several different bodies you uh, I haven't engaged with what my celestial body looks like. Yahweh told me I've seen my terrestrial body, my uh, spiritual body, my carnal body, which, by the way, you look different in each body, okay? Your, uh, your, your natural body is the body 
that you look like now in the spiritual realm. Well, let me let me in the in the king in the, in the supernatural realm. In other words, you step out of your body, your spirit and your soul steps out of your body, and it looks like your body, but that's only your natural body. Okay. Do you have any teachings on that, or any like um, reference? I learned, I learned that from Uncle Ian. He has some amazing teachings, but I can't remember. A lot of that stuff he taught while he was in other conferences. So I would have to go back and see exactly where that's from. But I've engaged with that. So I have an understanding of that, how my body looks terrestrially, how it looks spiritually, and then how it looks naturally. Carnally, you know how your body looks. Just look at yourself in the mirror. Got it? Okay, that's your carnal body. Okay. Um, Frank, it looks like you want to say something. I got a minute. I'm supposed to jump in on this other session. I'm sure they know I'm coming. Frank, I'll let All you right. say something and we'll end with you. What's up, bro? Okay, blessings. Uh, only thing I see is uh, is about a garment. And I don't know how this fits in, but uh, and then the story of David and when kings were set out to war and he didn't go. And it's just, it, I'm just seeing this picture of the different levels, different phases, all about different garments we are. I don't oh, know how that fits in. But that's awesome. That's how I, yeah, that's how I'm seeing it as, because when he, when he sinned and doing what he did, it's like the kingly garment was marred and he had to fix that all throughout his life. And it's like, you know, and he went back through his ascension process in order to fix his Good. garment. And uh, so that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm viewing right now. But it's that's been good. good. That's powerful. That's powerful, Frank. You all see the way Yahweh has you see. You all have a special, specific part to play in this process. I just love you all. Uh, sad to say goodbye. But I'm sure I'll see you Bye. on other platforms. Love you all. Just Happy birthday in advance. Oh my Enjoy your birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Move Thank out in the authority and power of Yahweh. That'll be a good birthday present for me. Thank you. Thank you all so much. It's been amazing. Thank you. Love you all so much. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 Bye-bye, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>